This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, my name is Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to look back on Everton's rousing 2-0 win over Crystal Palace. It's a very happy Goodison Park this afternoon. Late, late goals from substitutes Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Cenk Chosen earned the Blues a third straight Premier League victory for the first time in 18 months and left an eighth in the table going into next weekend's trip to Old Trafford to take on Manchester United. This podcast kicks off with the thoughts of our Everton FC reporter Adam Jones and then our head of sport Dave Prentice. And then you will hear from Everton fan Max Carlisle, who I spoke to after we both got back from the game. And the podcast rounds off with audio from Marco Silva's post-match press conference. Enjoy. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, they made us wait for that one, but Everton have secured their third league win in a row with a 2-0 victory over Crystal Palace. Like the last time that Everton secured three league wins Back to back was back in all the way back in January 2017. Win over Southampton and, and that 4 0 win over Man City was soon followed by a win over Crystal Palace back then as well. So, nice little symmetry to that, which I thought was quite interesting. But on the whole, I think the big thing to take out of this one was the atmosphere at Goodison Park for me. Like, it was absolutely rocking, it was bouncing after those two goals. And I spoke to Dominic Calvert Lewin after the game, and he thought it was. For that last half hour, like, and I think the pinpoint really is the that uh, that penalty save from Pickford. You know, if that if that goes in, I think it's a completely different game. But from that point on, the Goodison crowd were absolutely galvanised. They were completely behind the team, pushing them on for that win. I think on the back of that, Marco Silva made some really brave substitutions at exactly the right time. I think Andre Gomez was absolutely fantastic in his debut, but it was the right time for him to come off. Uh, when he did with about uh, 10 minutes to go. Uh, Bernard didn't have his one of his best games today. thought his decision-making in the final third was a bit off. So it was right to see him being the first man replaced and uh, Cenk Tosin coming on. And it was great to see those substitutions having such a massive effect as well. You see that brilliant ball in from Adam Ola-Luchman. He seems to know exactly where Dominic Calvert-Lewin is without even having a proper look up. Uh, Calvert-Lewin's still got a lot to do with that cross. There's not a lot of power behind it. So to be able to beat Wayne Hennessy, who thought had a very very good game for Palace, to, to be able to beat Hennessy from from that kind of range still took a lot. And I think it was a really, really good header at a critical time for Everton. You know, like, uh, really good for him to get himself on the score sheet. And then Cenk Tosin as well. Like, long ball forwards. Brilliant first touch to take it down into his stride, power away from that defender. And to be honest, even even in the bad form, the well, I say bad form, the disappointing form, let's say, that he's been in recently, to see him slot that ball so calmly past Wayne Hennessy and never really had any doubt that he was going to put it in the back of the net. And, you know, I've, I've not seen Gunderson celebrate like that in a, in a good long while. It really felt like... The demons were cleansed almost from last season and it, it couldn't really have come at a better time. We, we've got quite a difficult run of away form coming up. Yeah, Man United next, we've got Chelsea and Liverpool on the horizon, but the home form's looking a little bit better. You know, We've got games against uh, Brighton coming up. Uh, I think we've got a game against Newcastle coming up as well. So the, the, the home games are the kind of games that you're going to be looking to win and it'll be against sides who will set up 
in quite similar way to Crystal Palace. I think for the majority of the game, Crystal Palace uh, were quite solid uh, throughout. They put a lot of men behind the ball and they were very dangerous on the counter. I think what's unique about them is that they carry a lot of pace throughout their squad. So it was quite tough for Everton to break them down, but I think that will be a common theme for the next few weeks at home. So it is really nice to see Marco Silva's side finally break a team down like that. And it, it brings so much confidence with it, doesn't it? Like, not even just to the players, but to the fans as well, to get another three points on the board, move that little bit further up the table. And, you know, fingers crossed this run of form continues. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, this place is very quiet now, but it was absolutely bouncing half an hour ago after Everton scored two very late and very dramatic goals to beat Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace 2-0. Very, very important win for Marco Silva. It's the first time in 18 months now that Everton have won three successive Premier League games. They deserve to. Um, it was a little bit uh, scrappy first half, but second half, Everton stayed true to Marco Silva's principles, uh, passed the ball around well. And eventually got those two dramatic late goals and a great day for the manager. Uh, three substitutes all had a significant impact. Adamola Luckman came on and it was his cross uh, to his England World Cup winning teammate Dominic Calvert-Lewin uh, which made the decisive breakthrough in the 87th minute. And then Cheng Tosin who, um, who Marco brought on you know, much earlier. Uh, absolutely stunningly taken goal. It was a long clearance from Michael Keane. Uh, first touch was s- sublime. Opened up a, an opportunity for him to run a goal. Showed a turn of pace maybe we didn't think he possessed. And then uh, produced an absolutely storming finish at the end of it. So 2-0 uh, and lots and lots of positives. Uh, we saw our first glimpse of Andre Gomez. Um, 82 minutes he lasted and made a very, very promising debut. Um, used the ball very well, passed it very, very economically, uh, got more ambitious as the game progressed and I thoroughly deserved the ovation uh, that he received uh, when he was when he finally made way. wasn't all plain sailing. I mean, Bernard, who was so magical at uh, Leicester a fortnight ago, struggled you know, a bit today. Uh, Palace did defend very, very deeply, uh, found it difficult to chisel space there. Uh, and Richarlison wasn't quite as, um, as you know, decisive as he can be also. But Everton stuck to their principles, uh, carried on passing the ball the way that Marco Silva wanted them to, uh, and ultimately got the decisive breakthrough. So a lot of happy Evertonians here today. Uh, that's three successive wins, like I say, first time in 18 months that's been achieved. And uh, another s- statistic worth pointing out, I think that's the third successive game now that um, Everton have had 17 shots or more at goal. If I can just point out only once did that happen in the whole of last season. So the style of football that uh, Marco Silva is you know, encouraging and is preaching is proving quite easy on the eye as well. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hi Max, thanks very much for joining me on the post-game podcast. Uh, like myself, you've just got back from Goodison Park. What did you make of the, the performance in the win today? Hi Paul, me Fantastic! I, I think we'll be reflecting back on that as a, a really huge win. Um, I think it got towards, I'd say, the last 10, 20 minutes. I was thinking, oh, here we are. You know, Crystal Palace are notorious for, for frustrating us, and you know, they, you know, credit to them, they certainly had their game plan of being physical and you know, causing causing the game to hold up. And what the amount of times the referee had to blow up and you know, for free kicks and what have you was absolutely ridiculous. But those free substitutions worked absolute wonders and. You know, we're coming away with three points, three Premier League wins on the bounce, and with Old Trafford coming up next weekend, I think we, you know, 
full of, full of confidence. Talk about those substitutions a little bit more. When he brought Calvert-Lewin on and then Luckman with about probably think it was 10-15 minutes to go, what did you make of it? Did you think they were brave you know, at that point? Because it looked like the, the game was in the balance. I thought, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. He was spot on with the timing as well. He didn't leave it too late. I think it was like around 60, between 60, 70 minutes where the lads kind of got threaded in. And as I said, I thought they were perfect because Bernard in particular and, and Walcott to an extent, they seemed like they were gassing. They seemed like they were, you know, running well. They were looking tired. And that, that, that energy that those three lads brought in, in Tosin and, and Calvert-Lewin and Luckman obviously all three of them playing the part in the goal um, who was it got the Calvert-Lewin getting the first one assist by Luckman and obviously that thing that uh, put the cherry on the top of the key with Tosin at the end and to, for, for players to be coming off the bench and having such an impact like that it shows a healthy balance of competition in the squad and um, Think you know he can contribute it all down to Marco Silver and, and the fighting spirit that he's brought to the club. Definitely, so a lot of credit for the manager, but out of the players, not just the subs, the ones who started today, you impressed for you? Um, I think you've got to mention Andre Gomez. Obviously, his debut in Royal Blue at Goodison, and I think the, the, the crowd certainly warmed to him. And it, it, it was an, it was an interesting watch because I think it's it, it's a it's been a long time since we've had a midfielder of that ilk almost you know I, I look at him and I just think I hope you play like Mikel Arteta in his prime and I mean it's early days yet and he doesn't see him anywhere near full fitness but his attitude head up always looking for a forward pass it's what you want to see and the players particularly those who, who are in a holding role in that number six almost you know we we can we always complain when it's Schneider and Gate but they're together and, and, and argue that it's too defensive but if Andre Gomez can kind of stake his claim to start there each week, I think we won't have any complaints about that at all. Not at all. But another big summer signing who was on the bench for the first time today, Yeri Mina. But has he got a bit of a fight on his hands, given uh, the way Michael Keane and, and Kurt Zuma are playing at the moment? Definitely, mate. I, I think he's spot on by saying that. And I think the centre-back partnership is in a lot of credit after today's performance. Uh, you know, they were battered and bruised, having to compete for many things in the air. Um, I mean, they're not, they're not the most accurate in terms of where they put the headers. It does frustrate you when you see Michael Keane in particular, you know, balloon a, balloon a really good headed chance into the crowd. But in terms of defensive clearances, I don't think you get any better than how he laid it on a plate for Cenk Tosin. That, that, that ball up the pitch was absolutely inch perfect. And Tosin duly obliged. Uh, and, and just on Zoomer as well, I think he was absolutely brilliant. And Mina will have some a real fight on his hands to try and get into the team and it goes back to that competitive balance it's good to see that we don't have to rush him in we can give, we can afford that leisure of giving him the time to you know, become fully fit so he can bring his best football to the team when he's ready Just a word for Jordan Pickford already a big fan favourite was since the, the moment he signed for the club but he only enhanced that with that save today didn't he? Oh, of course it, it, I think the, the club needs to stop that. I don't know if you saw it, mate, but after he said that, the club flashing on the board, England's number one. Yeah. And, and I, I, don't, I don't think that's needed. I think the, the fans can take it away with that. But another absolutely fantastic performance, and you can argue that was, you know, the big, the, you know, the big change, changing point for for Everton in, within the ninety minutes to knuckle down and say, oh, we are, you know, maybe we should impose ourselves a bit better than what we have previously, and I. Um, 
the, the penalty save was absolutely fantastic. It had, it had an air of Tim Howard about it. I remember Tim Howard pulling saves off with his legs at Wembley against Man United in that shootout. And, you know, of, of course, as you said, he's a fan favourite family. And, you know, if his new contract's anything to go by, he'll be a fan favourite for many, many years to come. Well said. Just a word about the atmosphere today. You were in the stands like myself. What did you make of it? Oh, it, it was fantastic to see Goodison be be at one with the players. You know, we weren't on the players' back. And I think, uh, I was talking about this before, I think that may played in part, that may be down to the referee and the amount of times the referee were blowing up against us or, or you know, just blowing up for needless things that really kind of aggravate the, cat, the crowd and rile them up. And it seemed to rile the players up in equal measure. So, as I said, you know, it was us against the world. They're the players and the fans on the same level, which... I think what would have been one of Marco Silva's first instructions really coming into the club because how divided of the fan base we were under Sam Allardyce, you know, it, it can't be understated how toxic it became. And, you know, I think that, as I said, that might maybe a key point in our season if we're going to, if we're going to go on to achieve something. Just a final one, mate. You, you mentioned this game in your when you in your first kind of few words to me. Man United next week. There's not much to fear, is there? You know, Everton on the back of three straight wins. United only got a, a decent point at Chelsea. It could have been three on Saturday, but they're not the side that probably they were in years gone by. No, and I mean it's always a tricky one when you're talking about Everton away at the inverted commas big big six because you know our away record is, is notoriously poor. I think, you know, you've got to go back to Roberto Martinez in that first season when we last beat Man United away. And so that it's kind of the, the big stage always seems to have won over of us, regardless of whoever we're playing to form. But as you say, United really do, they, they don't seem to have that magic that they, you know, that they previously had in years gone by. And it's, it feels like I've been saying this for the last couple of years now, we've got to take advantage of that. And obviously with the confidence that we're coming off and the momentum that we've built... I think we'd be fools not to, to capitalise on it fully and I think we've got to take our A game to Old Trafford as we should every year and you know if we're really to make a statement about what we want to achieve I think there'd be no better place than to prove it at Old Trafford Max thanks very much for joining mate and enjoy watching our match of the day too tonight Cheers Paul of course mate The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Michael your substitutions change the game Afternoon Okay, you know it's football. Eh? Sometimes you you change, and everything goes well, like uh, happened this afternoon. The other times you try, and uh, it's not the same. But of course, in that moment, and most important uh, for us, we we tried, we changed a little bit the formation when we put on the game uh, Dominic, and uh, they did well. It's important uh, for us and for me as a coach when. He, the three players come in, they, they help really the team. And this must show us um, everybody's ready to, to, to play and everybody's fighting for his position in the squad. Does it underline the strength that you've got in depth, that you've got players that can come on the pitch in the positions that you want them to and affect the game like they do? Of course, it's really important um, for one club, the hour level, is what we have to do, not just the uh, 11 players, but more than that. This, this moment is it's hard for me to not just the starting level, but to, to do the squad list. But just in this way, you can grow. You can grow as a squad. You can grow as a club. Um, of course, I'm happy. I'm happy because the, the three they they come in and they they help. Schenk, the last two games at home, came in and scored twice. 
and Lukman and Dominic, they are working really hard to, to achieve what they want to play in our starting eleven. and this afternoon they, they, they help the team. John's penalty save was obviously a crucial moment after the World Cup with England. Does he always have a, an aura about him when it comes to penalties? Of course, it's, he has this quality, he has this, this profile. He's, he's solid in that moment as well. He can keep the, the calm in that moment to, to take the right decision. And it's important. It was an important moment, uh, the match. Uh, but at the end, I think we look to the looking to the match, analyze the match. I think we deserved the three points. Um, better second half than the first. Our first half, we didn't play like we we wanted. Of course, Crystal Palace came here to keep a good defensive organization. The, their 4-4-2 uh, was good in that moment. Uh, Medial low block and create some problems for us. That moment, we have to play faster to create. We just create one chance during the, the first half. Uh, second half, different, different. Uh, we create more chance. We won big number of corners as well. And at the end, we scored uh, twice and we deserve the three points. Marco, what do you make of Andre on his first half? Who? Andre Gilbert. Did well, like we, we expected. He's, he's working really hard and well. He's a player can give can give us different things in that in that zone as well. Of course, I'm happy with the, with the Tom with his performance as well. Uh, I knew and I expected a tough game this afternoon with the, the our opponent uh, with the, with a good defensive organization, medium low block, and we we need the the, the Andre to control the, the ball to give different solutions for us in in some moments as well. A little bit different profile than than Tom. Okay. okay. Three, three, three successive wins for the first time since January 2017. Do you, do you feel is a bit of a momentum builder here as well? Was our goal uh, this afternoon to achieve the third, third win in a row. Really important for us to to, to achieve the second uh, win in a row at home after two not good games against Huddersfield and West Ham. Um, and we did. Uh, we did. It's important. I told you since the first day. I know what we are doing every day, but um, the most important thing after, if you can support everything with the results and good results, can grow the confidence to our players uh, and what you are doing now. But uh, I want our squad ready to to react every every time. We can achieve not achieve a good result, but next week we have to react to, to achieve. Now we are in a good momentum. It's important we keep, uh, but you know Premier League is really hard and every game is a different challenge and you have to be ready for everything. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.